Welcome to the Burnout Recovery Podcast, a guiding resource dedicated to healthcare professionals on their journey to overcoming burnout. Spearheaded by Dr. Joe Braid, a certified professional coach and rehabilitation physician. This podcast offers practical strategies through expert interviews and personal resilience stories, providing invaluable tools for navigating professional challenges while prioritizing well-being. Regardless of your role in healthcare, this podcast acknowledges the toll of your work on your overall health and is committed to supporting your recovery from burnout and fostering a fulfilling, sustainable career. So if you're ready to begin a transformative journey, join us for each new episode. Together, we'll navigate challenges, celebrate successes, and build a supportive community of healthcare professionals. Welcome back to the Burnout Recovery Podcast, episode number 32. How has your week been? Did you check out last week's episode on stories versus facts? I encourage you to go and listen to that short episode if you haven't heard it so far. So today I'm talking about boundaries, certainly the personal sort, not the property sort. Can you relate to any time when someone might have stepped over a boundary that you had? It's a really crucial part of burnout recovery tools and it's a really great burnout prevention strategy as well. It's something often I coach on with my clients who are coming out of burnout and looking for strategies to stay out of burnout. So what is a boundary? It's something you create for yourself. It's something that you describe to another person, if you do X, then I will do Y. So it's very much like a property boundary. An emotional boundary delineates sort of where one person ends and another one starts. So it includes a request you would make of someone and what will you what you will do to self-protect if they violate the boundary. So here's an example. If you book in any patients to be seen between 12.30 and 1, I will ask you to reschedule them as I will be having a 30-minute break. So you need to sort of say that boundary really clearly to the person that's in charge of organizing your clinic appointments. And you also put that consequence in there that if you see patients in that lunch hour or that break time, um, the consequence is they have to all be rescheduled to a later time. So how might you notice in a workplace sort of unsaid um, expectations which can tie into boundaries for you. So there might be an expectation of the number of patients you are meant to see in a day. And I've chatted with colleagues in the US and they have this concept called RVUs, which is a bit like KPIs for how many patients they should see. You may be aware that when this kind of uh, way of monitoring and managing um, and remunerating male physicians versus female physicians, often the women um, spend longer and have patients with more mental health issues. So they end up seeing fewer patients per day and they end up billing less per day than, than their male counterparts might do. There might be an expectation of the number of reports to be delivered, the turnaround time to send out your letters, how many hours per shift are expected of you, and that you're not expected to take a break. Like we just go hard, we just keep going. And uh, yeah, if we use the toilet less than the least least well patient that we've got in our patient cohort, well, that's what goes on. And I've heard that from um, staff who I coach uh, locally here in Orange that 
you know, not having even a toilet break is really normal. So what can we do? How do healthy boundaries help? And for the individual, they really promote self-responsibility and empowerment. They lead to closer relationships with others. And you can clarify what you'll do if the boundary is broken and other people will end up respecting you more because they know where they stand around you. And also for the individual, there'll be less resentment. Um, the individual prior to setting a boundary might feel quite resentful of the scenario that they're in. Um, and that can tie in with that cynicism that we can see in somebody who's burnt out. It can tie in with that exhaustion that we'd see with the person who doesn't get a break during their shift. And then the subsequent decreased productivity, which is the third, third main component of burnout alongside uh, insularity and cognitive dysfunction. If we have weak boundaries, then we sort of can be very reactive to a scenario and almost have like very emotional outbursts or emotional behaviors. And there can also be an element of enmeshment that can happen too. So we end up sort of distancing ourselves from others that way. At the two extremes of possible boundaries, someone with no boundaries might be a people pleaser. They never say no. They have feelings of resentment, anger, or feeling like a victim. At the other extreme, someone with really isolating boundaries may be very controlling and have a range of feelings, including fear. In summary, boundaries you create for yourself and they come from a place of love to promote self-kindness, okay? I've got a new video and worksheet available on my website, so please go and look out for that. That is called From Dread to Delight and I'd love if you want to check it out and download a copy of that for yourself. That's it for this week. If you want to stay in touch about my podcast or see what I've been putting out on my podcast, you can listen to your usual platform or I've got all that information on my website. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Burnout Recovery Podcast. If there's someone in your world who would also benefit from this, please share it with them. Remember, you are not alone and there is hope for a brighter, more fulfilling future. Let's continue this journey together one episode at a time. For more resources, including how to move from dread to delight, head to drjoebraid.com.